There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minion! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Lock Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I'm your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And we actually got through that because I think... When we we're not doing a movie and we don't know what we're doing, then it's easier. It's very it's yeah. easier to get through there. We're not trying to talk. This week we are uh, actually taking a break from reviewing a movie. And thank you very much for tuning in and listening to us <laughs> babble about some awesome. movie previewing show. movies when right. we're not reviewing a movie. Um, this will be uh, actually an interesting test to see how many people still view tune in anyway. We did this once before, and actually we it had pretty good. good we had pretty good results from it, I think. And uh, the last time we did it was uh, more in the summer somewhere yeah. or something. And uh, we actually got a lot of emails off of the last time we did this. These so. are the kind of things. There we are. And we're back, maybe. <laughs> I wonder. I always love listening to these shows when the technical difficulties kick in because, like you said, maybe the mics have been live and recording everything we said, and probably not. That'd be great. Yeah. But anyway. So now that no one's tuned into this show anyway, live, that we left them for dead. We're back. We had a little uh, computer malfunction there. Uh, for some crazy reason, the computer froze. But anyway, we'll just pretend that that never happened because when you listen later on you'll never know. It'll just just cut it out. It will cut right back in. So we'll pretend that that didn't happen. And um, what now that we're, I guess, done babbling about uh, summer and everything like that, Right. and who knows how much of that we've actually done, but we don't need to start doing it again probably. Um, (laughs) What I I wanted to do actually is – just run through kind of really quickly some of the DVDs that are out because this yeah. is also a very cool time and this is not changed. Right. This is always a very cool time for uh, home releases of movies because now everything is you know coming out that was the big thing of us, the yeah. end of the year. So like if you go back not too far, in case some of these movies coming up are not your thing. And you know you're not you're not in the theater for Iron Man three or you know whatever it is that that, that are the upcoming movies. Yeah. Um, if you you don't have to go back too far, and you've got like Life of Pi came out, The Hobbit's out, Zero Dark Thirty's out, Bachelorette is out, which is a, a very small movie, but I thought it was great. Yeah. It, it was not like a a big to do with that movie right. or whatever. A little independent type thing, but I thought it was really a good movie. Les Miserables out. Mm-hmm. Um, Lincoln came out pretty recently. Killing Them Softly came out pretty recently. Out of that whole list so far, that's the only one I'm curious to watch again. Right. I wonder, I wonder, and it's not because, I mean, because we liked a lot of those, you know, but I'm sure. actually curious as to whether or not I'd like Killing Them Softly more again. or less or absolutely Go back into it again. Because that was a right. weird one. For us or for me it know. was but and ultimately we didn't end up loving it right but it was it was fun, fun movie film, yeah. it, it was a good movie and, and it's a great choice for like right now if you're not right if there's a week where you, you know you're just not interested in what's in theaters it's a good movie to to pick up and you know at least it's something kind of different you know? uh, exactly and, i'm not one that usually texts you photos anyway, but I'm not one that texts... Our, our friendship is not one where I text you photos of men in bathrobes anyway. But because of Killing Them Softly and James Candelfini, there's another film where the production still out for this film. And 
the and feet in a bathrobe. Yeah. And I almost sent you that and was that like, is, dude, this is our thing. Look, is, this is him. That he's got that in his I contract. I wanna I wanna see his contract. I wanna see right. now if it's just in there. <laughs> just, Even for just I, shits and giggles at this point. He's gonna he's gonna end up being in like some sci fi movie or something <laughs> right. where and it's like way in the future yeah. and yet still right. he like somehow walks I, out I just the thought that was really funny. But uh, so anyway, that's a good movie, and yeah. um, you know this is a great time if you're you know tuning in if you're if, if you've recently picked up listening to us or something like mm-hmm. that. You know this is a great time to go back and you know yeah. catch our reviews of movies that are coming out on DVD and right. see what we had to say about the whole movie. Um, also, uh, in the very you know near releases, um, Hyde Park on Hudson, which yeah. we really liked. And, and Jay- that's still getting beat up. A lot of reviewers are like real negative on that, and I don't see it. Really? Yeah, uh, I, I, didn't, just, I didn't even notice that. I thought yeah. it, I thought that was great. I thought it was a really fun film. Um, and it's you know it, it it's as slow as you expect it to be, kind of right. in a lot of parts. So you have to be ready for that. I mean, right. you're not going to have like uh, yeah. action, right? <laughs> right. But, but it's a really cool movie, and uh, you know, really great script. I thought. Uh, especially for that movie. I mean, it, it does look cool. There's great acting in it. But one of the things that stood out for me on that movie was people talking. Right. I mean, the uh, the dialogue is is really great and very real. You know, My girlfriend was just watching the King's speech, and I walked in more than halfway through, and I just sat down and I watched it, and I was thinking right. of Hyde Park on Hudson. And when it was done, I told her about a couple scenes, and I was like, you really should see this film, right. too. You know, it was really fun, so... Right. And uh, Django Unchained. Yeah. And, you know, all of these movies, like I said, you know, we most of this stuff we have covered on the show. So go back and yep. check that out. Yeah. And um, as you move on, you've got like coming up Gangster Squad, The Impossible, mm-hmm. Promised Land. And then at the end of the month, uh, Silver Linings Playbook and Broken City. Yeah. Which uh, Broken City actually, I'll have a review of that probably tomorrow yeah. um, because that's actually available on video on demand right. right now. You can get it like on iTunes before the DVD comes out. Yeah, but you've got um, there are big movies coming out. There are a lot of movies coming out that you know we want you to like probably or real we're sure. excited for or whatever. But you know, not every movie is everyone's thing and. Right. There is a great mix of, yeah. of movies. You know, whatever mm-hmm. mood you're in, right. there is something that you'll love. We and try, like, to, we like try Promise, to cover all the bases anyway. Right. Like we don't just hit horror. Promised Land, you know, you you might really like, and we we liked, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's a very specific genre. Yeah. But, you know, if that's not what you're into, then Django Unchained just came out. Or, right. you know, I mean, there there is a serious mix of yeah. possibilities if you need to rent something. So I just wanted to run through that because it is like, it you know, it, it, it is like the nominees of everything came right. out on DVD. Yeah. So if <laughs> yeah. you didn't catch something at the end of the year, this is the perfect time. So moving into uh, what's coming out and, you know, one of the reasons that I wanted to do this is, um, you know, people might think it's a little strange but uh, you know wow. i was not heavy into seeing anything this week yeah there's uh 42 and it is it's a really weird week because we just got done with all these big things yeah big big movies coming out and we're about to have a bunch of big giant movies coming out and everyone just stayed the hell away from this week for right. some reason. Like right. nobody wanted to move something up a week or back a week or yeah. you know, you could be all alone right now and be the right. only big thing. And I mean, you've got Oblivion is coming out next week and it's it's really kind of the only big thing that right. week. Right. But there have been a, a couple of weeks at you know, a couple of weeks before now or mm-hmm. a couple of weeks after now. They're there's wiggle room, there are weeks know? where lots of things are coming out the same and you right. can just move it right yeah. here and you know you'd be up against 42 and you'd probably right. be doing all right I don't know it just seems maybe it was a big respect <laughs> you know seems, this is the anniversary seems a little strange this is the anniversary of not today specific well I don't think it's today specifically you know Jackie Robinson's anniversary is this week and that's why the film is coming out Maybe and just maybe everyone, everyone just, just said, said fine, you know what we'll leave let's, it alone let's give it to Jackie Robinson I don't know could be I don't um, know. Even stuff that what's kind of weird is um, even stuff that moved right at some point 
was at a different week and moved, and still it didn't move to this week. It moved saw, to some other week. I so. saw this quick thing that said Iron Man 3 release date moved. And and I was like, because I'm looking forward to it. I think right. it's going to be a lot of fun, not just because I'm a comic geek, not because Robert Downey Jr. is great. I love Shane Black's movies. I, I love pretty much every one of them. So I started to get like, I'm like, no, what did they do? Was it a test audience? Who screwed right, right. this up? And it's because Margaret Thatcher died, and it's only being pushed in Britain. Like oh, it was right, opening right, on the right. third, and now it's going to open on the fifth or the fourth. And right, I was just like, right. well, that's all right. I can watch it when I want. So, um, so we'll just like you know jump in now to what's coming out, and then this also will give you, um, you know, if you're a listener of us, you will mm-hmm. you will know, know what we're going to be doing coming up too. Right. So there's there's what you're going to see and what we right. what we think you should be marking <laughs> right. on your calendar for your week, but then also like what we will be reviewing. And so coming up next week is obviously Oblivion. Right. It's uh, it's really the only big giant thing next week and so it's obviously what we'll be reviewing yeah and i have to tell you i'm very scared of this movie now um yeah first of all i'm not a huge tom cruise fan um you know i was at one time yeah. you know i mean like way way back That's in the different. day it's okay I'm, if you can say I'm that old but, enough right that you know way back in the day for him was you know, when I was easy to impress right. with right. the movies. He wanted to be a fighter pilot. And I, and I kind of liked him. And, you know, I'm one of those guys, and I'm probably not supposed to be because that's, like, not your job <laughs> when you're a movie critic, right? But I am one of those guys that if I can't stand you in real life, I oh, have right. a real hard time getting behind you, yeah. you know? And for the most part, I would really – kind of prefer that I just didn't know anything about anyone's real life, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the more you know, and then the I could just and then I could just not be bothered mm-hmm. by things like that. But yeah. I think that he, you know, he has his moments though where on screen I like him. And actually not too long ago he was in that movie Night and Day, mm-hmm. which was that really kind of just goof-tastic sort him of and Cameron Diaz. like spy yeah. type movie. And I actually really liked him in that. Yeah. And the movie wasn't great, but it was fun enough, and yeah. it was probably you know better than I expected it to be. But I actually kind of liked him in that, yeah. and there was a there was a lot going on in that movie. I think where it was almost kind of like self deprecating to mm-hmm. him. It was like he was. He's on a big streak of that stuff with Rock of Ages, which he's right, actually right, very right. funny in that. He film. is he is good in Tropic that, yeah. Thunder, where he plays the crazy overzealous like I'll kill everybody right, agent. Right. That was awesome. Right. Night and day. I mean, he for a guy who doesn't seem in interviews who damaged himself in in reputation for taking everything too seriously and having no sense right, of humor right. about himself suddenly flipped the switch and has the greatest sense of humor about himself. Right. Like, I don't know what and, weird and phase he went through. It's but, like the more serious he's being in a movie, the less chance I have of liking right, him. You know, right. when he is really, even like in the Mission Impossible movies, which the latest Mission that Impossible Protocol movie, one was great. I did not hate that movie. Oh, I thought right? you were say I didn't like it. I'm like, <laughs> no. I thought Ghost Protocol was really I, I, good. I liked it pretty good, but I had a hard time liking him. It I, had two I of almost... your favorite guys. It had Jeremy Renner and Tom Cruise, two guys you can't <laughs> right. wait to get rid of. I am fine with Jeremy Renner. I don't right. know why you give me. You've always badmouthed Jeremy Renner. Uh, the only thing I ever well, said about the porn film, you're like, I don't see it. That guy just isn't an action star to me. I and I'm like, you no, totally did this. I did not say that he was not good. All I said I, I was, I didn't say you said that. All I, I said was, I don't think that he's born. We should have a sound effect. Uh, that, so uh, anyway, well, he is born, you know. He, but we should have a sound effect where there's a crowd, <clears throat> a crowd of people like movie yeah, fight, yeah, whatever, geek fight. Anyway, Cruise, yeah, I heard so. that what we're supposed to do is argue with each other more, and that will like help our rating. Did somebody say that? No. Oh. Instead of uh, we could do it. I have actually gotten emails that said that uh, not for a long time, but mm-hmm. I have gotten emails that said that we just agree with each other too much, and we see a movie and we go, "Yep, that was one and a half stars." And then our big disagreement is like, "I'll say it's two stars, <laughs> and you'll say it's two and a half stars," and then it's like, yeah, "We'll throw down with the." So movie. anyway, right? We need to find that movie, right. and it still and, hasn't happened. And we still haven't. There was one run that you were like, four, like, like you know, two and a half. If but... Equilibrium would come out right now, and, then, and I. <laughs> I could love it and you would hate it. That would be good. But anyway, um, you know, Tom Cruise just isn't my favorite. But the thing about this movie, because, you know, it's it's strange going in because I'm a huge sci-fi fantasy fan. I mean, I 
I love sci-fi stuff, and especially, you know, I'm uh, crazily addicted to sci-fi books or, right. and even fantasy books. And, you know, for me, there's just something that I think is really awesome, and I think this is even a, a Frank Herbert quote or something that I've bastardized over the years yeah. and taken for my own or whatever, but, you know, being able to do stuff that can't really happen and use that to talk about re- real life, mm-hmm. I think is just amazing when it goes right because you can you can show situations that can't really happen that really can tell you a lot more about real life than you then, could ever tell right. by talking about real life. Yeah, and I think that there, you know, I think that sci-fi is a, a genius genre when it goes right. Right. And so going in, you would think that I would like this. But, you know, also just kind of the comic booky. I like crazy sci-fi, too. I'm mm-hmm. not like that. I'm all this deep crap about sci-fi right. or whatever. Right. But you would think that I would like this movie. And I've heard, like, so many horrible things about this movie. Yeah, me too. That now I'm totally <laughs> scared. When we first heard about this movie, I thought, oh, that could be pretty cool. And right. I, I might not even care that Tom Cruise is in it. <laughs> Yeah, but now I've I've heard such bad things about it, and very generic things like you know one of the things that is throwing me because I'm hearing several people say the same thing is that it's almost like it's a a horror movie gone wrong where you make a new horror movie and all you do is piece together all the crap that happens in every other horror movie and call it a new horror movie. Right. Except now we're just doing it sci-fi. We're just taking all of the, you know, standards of things that happened in sci-fi movies before Mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, quilting them all together into one movie and somehow trying to say that that's a story. Sci-fi fans and fantasy fans are notoriously very uh, loyal to their genres and to what they like in those genres. But they're also very forgiving and open to new, exciting stuff. And if it's creative, and I don't mean just visually, but I mean, if it's got some interesting things in it, it'll be fine. Right. You know, but if it's rehashing but if it's Event Horizon and all these other things, I know, then I'm, everyone is so then, scared. Because your target demographic is the kind that will come and see it again and again. You right. don't want to, you know, irritate and irk the, the target group. Right. But if you get the sci-fi guys on the bad side and they're like, this film's a hack, you're not going to do anything. It's right. going to bomb. So, right. And it's weird, this and Will Smith's film, not to just jump in and move three months ahead of what we're looking at. But that, for a while, I was like, those look eerily kind of potentially similar, though After Earth looks like it's giving away more than Oblivion. Oblivion's trailers just show, like, a bunch of dazzling planetary stuff in Tom Cruise. Well, and and it just looks like they're very similar. I mean, recently, the movie's, like, just about to come out. So, obviously, in the the real recent past, there have been a lot of other clips, and we see a lot more of... uh, you know, Morgan Freeman right. is the leader of a whole bunch of people. You know, there's something there's something going on that could be very interesting where, you know, Tom Cruise thinks he knows what's going on. Right. And apparently he has no idea what's going on at all. <laughs> right. right. And he goes back to Earth, uh, you know, for whatever crazy mission he's on to find out stuff or do whatever it is that he's supposed to do. Yeah. But basically, he is just, um, you know, tiny cog in the machine, worker bee person or whatever, right. who's doing something and stumbles onto this thing where he finds Morgan Freeman and tons of people where he thought there were no None. people left on Earth at all. Right. And then, you know, we've got like the parts from the new trailers and new clips and stuff where Morgan Freeman's talking about, you know, the people that you work for have lied to you and you don't have any idea what's really going on. And it's actually this whole other world job. Right. And so, yeah. So then Tom, and then, you know, hilarity ensues. Who knows what happens with (laughs) Tom Cruise and his quest to do whatever he might do. Yeah. There. And so there's something in there that could be really cool. Or it could just be the springboard for you to have a bunch of cool special effects and look, somebody designed this uh, new uh, spaceship that he's going to fly that we want to stick in a movie somewhere, so quick, make a movie so we can do that. Right. 
And who knows? And I don't know. I have seen some reviewers really mad. Really taking it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of scared. That is, uh, that'll be next week. And you know, it's not like I didn't have the Tom Cruise thing already. Now right. I have to have now you've the. Got it all. Yeah. I don't know, but it it would almost if it's bad in the way that people are saying it's bad, it might almost be interesting to see it be bad that right. way. You right. know, right. I mean, just because it it almost it, it's hard to wrap your head around what someone means <laughs> when they say it's like horror movie bad. Right. You know, because it's just right. And that yeah, do you have a bias? Do you hate horror films? Like, do you not understand there are some good films, right. or is this really like? Right. Is it just we've taken sci-fi and kind of pasted on, like, here's the girl who trips while she's running away through the woods, and here's the this, and we just take all these little pieces and, like, patch them together for a sci-fi The quick throwaway, too, is this week we could have done 42, but also, I guess, the alternative was Scary Movie 5, which everybody is saying it's so bad it's not even funny. Like, you get to that point where it's so bad it's hilarious. Right. It's so bad it's good, but it's not. And I'm so glad we didn't say that either. Yeah, I... I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like any of the yeah, first right. first ones. I think I've only seen the first two actually. So I uh, my guilty. I don't know about I'm, three or four. I'll own up to it. I laughed my head off at the second film. But really? I, it hit me at the right moment in my intellectual funny bone. <laughs> right. And I howled. I thought it was funny right. as hell. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it since, so maybe it's I was still, in a good mood. It's still but like, it was, it you know, was move ridiculous. on to something else. Oh, yeah. 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 But it was, I didn't, call, any, I didn't five, call anybody up and was like, you've got to see this. Another one. You know, right. I just, I saw it and I was laughing. So All right. And then, so now the next week is really crazy. Yeah. Um, the thing we have to see, I think, is pain and gain. Right. Um, that's the, uh, the weekend of the 26th. And, you know, pain and gain is like the big thing. And I've also heard clearly that that's really stupid, too, because it's <laughs> yeah. a it's a Michael Bay movie. Right. So yeah. you don't even have to see it. And some people are going to be calling it stupid. Right. right? I mean, right. it's just it's stupid by definition, just because he's directing it to some people anyway. Right. And you know that there are critics going into that going, OK, Michael Bay movie. I'm really just watching this to find the parts where I rip on him in my review and right. pick out the certain things. But there are some parts of the trailers that I've seen to that that look pretty funny. It, it's basically like this encapsulated thing where we were just talking about The Rock, you know, last week, week before. For right, G.I. Joe. He's, he's in everything. He, he is everything. Mark Wahlberg is, to some extent, like how I look at The Rock, which is I'm pretty much – you don't have to twist my arm to make me see any film they're in. Right. Like they are likable and charismatic. And personable. And I know a lot of people who actually don't like Mark Wahlberg. I happen to think when right. he's on screen, I actually think he's really easy to, you know, to, to watch a film in. When he's, good, when he's good, simple. he's great. And he's capable of being really great. And then it's easy to say something like that and then throw out Boogie Nights, which then you date yourself because that's like 20 years old at this right. point. And if your best work that you're being judged on is two decades ago right. – you got to do some new work. Well, I mean, he was just in, but the, he he was was just ju- in the the fighter. Right, or, and the yeah. fighter is great. And he was he's he was really good. And it, that's another one of those things where um, you know, like like you said, we were just talking about the Rock, and what we were kind of talking about is, you know, I was looking for him to maybe get into just some deeper stuff, right? Because I am, and it's you know, surprises no one more than me. But I am starting to think that maybe he could actually do good stuff. I think it, he could do a lot. Instead of just being yeah. in, you know, the big guy where he's going right. to be all action and muscle right. and, and whatever, which is, you know, hard for him to get around. Sure. Yeah. But he's been in some things, even some stuff that's not good. Right. Like, um, you know, there was the uh, whatever that Lost Island movie whatever yeah. not too long ago which uh you know they it was journey to Island yeah of the Lost yeah yeah like right that. and you know that movie was terrible yeah uh, i thought even for its target audience right. of like little kids and like michael Caine is in it and yeah. i mean it's like <laughs> yeah serious people are in it right yeah uh you would expect a little bit more but even my kids didn't like that movie. I mean, it's just kind yeah. of goofy, and and it's really one of those movies that you know is is just cookie cutter made right. by diagrams and yeah. and throw crap together. 
but he wasn't so bad. Right. And, and the more that I see him and stuff, I'm like, you know, give him something mm-hmm. a little bit deeper. And let's let's see what he can. Right. If he can actually pull it off, or does he just have to stick with the next GI Joe? And, right. You know, is he is he ten years from now is he going to be in like GI Joe eight, or is he going to be in? <laughs> it's hard to. Or is he going to be yeah. like Michael Wahlberg picking up some stuff like the fighter? You know? it, it's hard to you know argue that the Rock, you know, that Dwayne Johnson doesn't work enough. Like the guy is in a right. ton of films. He's doing all of these things all the time, and when he's got ten minutes, he's in WrestleMania. Right. Right. I mean, he right. does exactly. so much. And that's just like the stuff you see, not the personal appearance. It, all the stuff in his life is very busy. I'd love to see him do stuff like Vin Diesel has cooled a lot in the last handful of years. Right. But people really remember him from like Triple X and, you know, Pitch Pitch Black and stuff like that. Right. I when I see him, I remember him in Boiler Room. And even his little even his like kind of cameo, it's not really a cameo, but his bit part before he got real famous in Saving Private Ryan. He's another guy who, in a weird way, was like the first version of this action star, uh, contemporarily anyway, who was trying to do bigger and better things. Right. Uh, Find Me Guilty. I don't know if you ever saw that. He's great in yeah, Find Me Guilty. Yeah, I did. He just he he put on a ton of weight, went bald, you know, to be this old. Uh, uh, well, it, it, a mob movie, but it's not like you know guns and blazing. It's more like a courtroom drama. Right. He's awesome in it, and he's he's a talented, capable guy who just has this muscular look and gets these roles, and he keeps taking right, them. Right. Be really awesome to see Dwayne Johnson take <clears throat> things like Boiler Room, where it doesn't you know the suits are tailored. You don't know how big Vin Diesel is. He looks as big as Ben Affleck. You know, obviously he's not. Right. But it's his it's his acting, and it carried this film, and he was really amazing in it. And I love to see him stop doing the Eddie Murphy thing, which is every kid's film, from the Tooth Fairy to Journey to the Lost Island, right, right, and do a few more just like dramas, not action drama, just do a few I, I dramas think, and test your feet. You you'd be I think really he's, good. At I it. think he's at a good point right now that this is when he has to start picking up some yeah. other stuff because show he, some it, diversity and because he's. You know, riding high right now, and he's huge. Yeah. If he doesn't do it now, then what he he's either going to be more like Vin Diesel, where you don't see him in very much at all, right. except for certain things, or you know, he's just going to be making like GI Joe eight right. straight to video or Fast movie and the or something like Six, that. You know? It's just going to get eventually. Yeah. You know, he can't do it forever. I mean, right. it, it's kind of like right. um, mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg. You know, he's not old or anything. Right. He's not like seriously old right. you know but he can't now you know still be the really young yeah muscular hot right. guy you right. can't do that forever at some point you got to start moving into other things right. so anyway pain and gain though yeah um so this movie is like totally goofy looking yeah but i'm starting to think like maybe in kind of a cool way Very like fun looking um way. You know when uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell did like that cop movie, right? And I didn't love that movie, right? I wasn't, but it, it but it had a lot moments. of really yeah. funny parts to yeah. it, and it was <laughs> I, it was like the other guys yep. or something like that. And you know that is not a movie that I would ever go, hey, you know what? I need to see that again or right. whatever. Like, but yeah, but you know it did have its moments, and this looks like it's basically yeah. the the same thing except that we're robbing people or whatever. Yeah. And it, this movie, though, when you're talking about previewing movies and what to see, this is like a movie that needs no sell and benefits right. nothing from any sell either. Right. Right? It's like everyone who is going to this movie is, is going. to go see it anyway. And right. anyone who's not, I'm not going to convince <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> it's right. not like you're going to go <laughs> That's perfect. Change, change somebody's mind about right. it. But coming out that week also, it's crazy. There's the big wedding. Mm-hmm. Which uh, has a bunch of huge people in it and manages still to not look very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's got... That's exactly how I felt. And, and it's so weird, too. It's like... It really does. It, it's got so many big names in it, and it's this whole like convoluted, uh, you know, the ex-wife of the parents of the bride and, Mm -hmm. you know, pretend like this for this weekend while we get married. Right. I don't even know what exactly the thing is. You need a flow chart before you sit down. Seriously, you do. There's some whole convoluted thing going on with Mm -hmm. this where um, Robert De Niro has to pretend to still be married to his ex-wife 
for their kid's wedding mm-hmm. because of something. Right. I, I don't know. So so that obviously causes the strain between the real wife and the ex wife and and it's all just yeah. and it's all it's all big names. It's all big yeah. people in this. <laughs> and and Catherine Heigl or whatever right. it is is also <laughs> a big name. But it's um, <laughs> You're gonna get all the Grey's Anatomy fans. Mad. Yeah, she's not a big name compared to all the other no, people that are no, in this not movie. At all. I mean, right. they're they're. Freak, I love how you're just freakishly... like there are all these big names in Catherine Heigl. Right. Like she, I can't wait also... for her rep to email you. But so that is you know a big thing coming out, and that's gonna be you know that's it's specifically targeted genre, right? If you think yeah. you might go to that movie, you're not going to anything else right. that comes out this this week. Right. Also coming out is Mud, which right. is uh Matthew McConaughey and some sort of he gets ki- he's a criminal, he gets kids to help him out mm-hmm. uh and avoid the law or something. And as far as I can tell there's not really anyone else in that movie. Right. It's really kind of him, it's him and, and it's kind of indie yeah. and it's it's a very strange thing, but I have heard people say that it's really cool. I'm curious about that one. I, and, I think it looks good in the trailers. Right. And... It it looks very kind of like rough and kind of, you know, it's got like this grit it's trying to mm-hmm. have to it or whatever. But what I think is interesting about the movie is when you you start in and you you walk into that movie, you're not really sure where it's going. I yeah, mean, you have no... It's like, you know, the big wedding, right? We know how that ends. Right. You know, it, 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 <laughs> these sometimes films have a predictable compass to them and you just right. you know like and, all along. And and actually Mud doesn't. Actually most movies. Right. Because you know, you go to a romantic comedy, you know what's happening at the end. Yeah. You may not know exactly how right. they're getting there. Does the dog get them together or the it, best friend? And or it's an like right. right. And and it's like you know that they're gonna start being attracted to each other at the beginning and at some point right. in the middle one of them is gonna piss the other one off Break so up, that they fight. so that they yeah. move apart and then in the end they come back together right. and you know exactly what's happening. And I don't know what the point of this mud movie is exactly. Like I don't know what is the ultimate Thing right. that we're getting out of getting to the end. Right. So it's at least got that going for it. It right? looks almost like a, to me, it looked like the man without a face in a new version of To Kill a Mockingbird. Like it's, it's going to be mud. You know, Matthew McConaughey is this, this criminal fugitive kind of guy. And I think it looks more like not a coming of age story, like in the traditional sense, but I think it's about these kids learning these lessons at the hands of a criminal and, and how it affects them and they learn about that. Bad. And I could be wrong about this because I'm not I'm totally I'm not uber like familiar no with the clue. movie, right? Yeah. But one of the things that's uh, immediately interesting to me in the movie is that it's not like he's a criminal and he didn't do it. Oh no, he's like I, I'm a bad guy, and, right? And yeah, he, I like that because that's the movie you would expect, right? If, I mean, if you just gotta help me, right? if you just heard the general idea, right? Yeah. You would think they're helping him because you know he was framed, or sure. you they know, know he, he's really innocent, and they found some right, in the or, library, or, or he whatever. has some reason for them to believe that yeah. he didn't really no. do something or whatever. But yeah. no, he's just really he's, yeah, it, he's a bad guy. He's he's not only a criminal, but he's like actually a bad guy. Right. I mean, he's and he doesn't care if you know that he's yeah. a bad guy or whatever. I don't know, yeah. but it, so it looks pretty it looks interesting. interesting. And there are a couple other movies still coming out that same week, At Any Price and The Reluctant Fundamentals, which are kind of smaller movies, but mm-hmm. both of them have some pretty cool people in them, yep. and they are, you know, elevated a little bit from the, you know, ultra-indie status that it seems like they might have on their face, because they have some interesting people working in them, and right. they... They round out the theater for sure, right. and they will probably not be opening everywhere or whatever, but if those are movies to keep your eye on, right. too, if they happen to be opening you know, where you are, Pain and Gain and The Big Wedding are not everybody's thing. There right. isn't a movie, even though Pain and Gain is like clearly the kind of biggest push thing right. that's coming out that week, and The Big Wedding is not far behind. That's... Right. That's getting exposure and everything. Yeah. But those are clearly movies where, you know, it's not it's not Iron Man three or right. you know, right. Lincoln or yeah, you know, right. so it's not like the huge thing that everyone there are plenty of people out there who want nothing to do with either of those two movies. <laughs> right. And it's interesting that there there are a lot of other options. Um moving on to but I guess we should say for pain and gain. 
I'm not really sure that I'm looking forward to it a whole lot, but yeah. but it, some of it does look kind of funny. And most of the clips that I've seen, it's it's actually Mark Wahlberg who looks funny. And <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how that goes. Michael Michael Bay makes entertaining summer films, and he makes a very right. specific kind of film. And if you like it, you usually like his movies. And I shut my brain off, don't think too hard about it, and right. just put the popcorn in my mouth, and I have fun. And see, here's the thing with him, too, is that, like, uh, you know, like the Bad Boys movies? Uh-huh. Hated those movies. Yeah. Especially any time they were trying to be funny. Right. There was, like, nothing that was supposed to be funny in in those movies that yeah. did anything for me at all. Right. So now, at least, something <laughs> funny happens. Yeah. Maybe when you're actually watching it in the theater, it's not that funny. But yeah. it seems like it's funny. But, right. I, you know, I have to say... I. I I'm very nervous about that yeah. one too. I don't that could go either way where right. you know at best I'm going to probably, you know, say it's okay. I, I don't <laughs> I don't think I'm going to walk out and go yeah. five stars. I have to own that film, right? It's right. the best thing ever. Right. But it could it could it, surprise you. It, it could be really funny. It, this it could, could be the kind of film where they're like very ugly way too. Since there's not a lot of meteors and explosions and aliens and transformers, maybe right. the best part of the film isn't in the trailer. Maybe, maybe he's had, holding maybe back. Maybe he had to pay attention so, to right. something else or something right. instead of that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's not really bash on. All right, so movie. we're we're okay. So we're two weeks out and we've only got 15 minutes left. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I'm just saying. Um, well, just so hoping you know. The week after that is Iron Man three, right. and we will be we'll be watching that. We will be doing Iron Man three, and yeah. I don't know, you know, what is there to say for Iron Man three? Also mm-hmm. coming out that week, though, I should say this is the Iceman, right, with Michael Shannon, which it, I, I have heard awesome things about, and did would, did like so amazing at it yeah. all during festivals, like from I think it was even at Toronto all, last year. Yeah. And like yeah. all the way, all, all the way them. through, everybody loved that yep. movie. So yeah. that's also probably one that's this... not getting a huge. No, it's not going to get a huge big release, in, but it is coming out in the shadow in, of in Iron at least Man. something. Right. This and, could be a big year for Michael Shannon, if, if and it probably good, doesn't matter if he's good in Superman and you know, right. the Iceman picks up a little bit. He could have another big year. Right. He's just been. He's had years like this where he's been in like three or four films that are kind of indie. And he's amazing in every single one of them, and everyone talks about him, but he's not broken through But yet. he's just never the guy. If you say Michael not, Shannon not to someone, that, everyone's like, I don't know who that is. Not but only that, but he's so good in everything. He's awesome. He is, he is awesome. so good in everything. He's even um, in, like, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. He's, he's like, crazy good in yeah. that. And I hate his character yeah. in Boardwalk yeah, Empire. I hate that his character <laughs> exists in yeah. that show because right. he's just – He's written so weirdly, uh, yeah. like, you know, I don't know. Let's have a crazy guy, right? Let's just see. And, and so, right. And yet, he still actually makes it really cool because he's awesome. Right. But yeah, he's I, great. But I don't like the character anyway. But anyway, so <coughs> Iron Man three. I mean, what do you really we're gonna see it? Need to say about Iron yeah. Man three? The only thing I can say, and I've said this to you before, is that I am very nervous that the Mandarin is gonna go horribly wrong. Right. And in the, we're going to get about halfway through this movie, and all of a sudden it's really going to kind of get silly. Yeah, I, I could really easily see that happening. And and as much as I like the other Iron Man movies, they have their flaws for me. I don't think that they are awesome, awesome movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're really good, but like for example, I don't think that either one of them is anywhere near for me the Avengers and. And I didn't even think the Avengers was the greatest. <laughs> that was a hard sell. Was the through. greatest yeah. movie ever. Right. But I don't think that the Iron Man movies. I think that both of those movies try a little too hard to do other things. Yeah. Instead of just being an Iron Man movie, yeah. you know. Wow. So they they have their moments that I that I don't love. Which makes me nervous for where we might end up going yeah. in this one because I I get the feeling that all of a sudden the movie might just turn into like this political commercial, <laughs> yeah. you know. And it, it, one thing, all things being equal, I agree. You know, there's a there's a certain amount of nervousness with John Favreau not being there as the director, not being around to to guide things. But if you know, if you're familiar with Shane Black's work. You know, you trust that he knows what he's doing. He loves good stories. 
Right. He and Robert Downey Jr. have never made a bad film together. And that's not I'm not saying this is the first film they've done together. They've worked together before. It, I trust him. I think it's going to be all right. right. I, I'm I'm nervous about the Mandarin as a bad guy right. as well. But the, the, and if, if the other thing is, better, is, I think he'll do it. Not exactly just because there are even some hints in like clips where I start to go e. I don't know. Are we just going to start having this you know political discussion in the movie, or are right. we going to have a movie? And it right. and it maybe happens to be about these things, but we're not you know shoving it. You don't often you don't often like your superhero movies to be political. You didn't like that in the Batman films or in the Iron Man movies. Or, no, I, I I didn't. You like, just want capes and tights. I, I didn't and, like it in uh, in in Batman. I think the thing is, and this is <laughs> this is a whole comic book thing. The other reason, before I forget to say that, is just um, you know if you know the comics, if you're actually a fan of the comics, and if you're not, you don't care, and it doesn't matter. Right. And then the movie will be fine. Right. But one of the things is that the Mandarin is a really hard dude to put in a movie I anyway. I wouldn't have picked him. He no way. And actually like get that right. Yeah. And and sell what you're supposed to be selling and, and deliver it. Yep. That is a tough that is a tough That's a huge road order. Yeah, I agree. To try and go down. So that you know, right. there's there's nervousness there right. too. Like um but you know the thing is with the whole political thing, and this just kind of, for me, just goes into comic books, right? Whatever comic book you have, whether it's Batman or Superman or, you know, how old school you go or how new school you go right. with the X-Men or something like that. Right. The, especially, like, if you look at the Batman, right? Uh, if you look at the Batman comics as they've kind of progressed through history or whatever, like, the political stuff is built into Batman mm -hmm. anyway, some sort of discussion about the social system we live in and all right. that stuff like that, right? But it's never what we're talking about. Yeah, It's just there, right? Yeah. But it's not like at some point Batman starts talking about, you know, the way that the social structure should be built and all this stuff, right? It's just stuff happens and it's like it's either it's either you just sort of get it from the comic mm -hmm. because of what's going on, you think, well, you know, whatever, right? But it's not like the comic just all of a sudden for half of the comic book just starts talking about it at you, right? Yeah. It's like it's either well, sort of like things happen like metaphorically or you yeah. just sort of, you know, see how things should be different and that's why we need this superhero or something like that. Yeah. But we don't just start giving a speech. And that's what I felt like in the last Batman movie, a little bit in the second Batman movie, but I actually didn't yeah. think it was as bad in the second one. But, you know, at some point, the movie's just like giving you a speech. I mean, you know, Christopher Nolan is just kind of saying, this is what I think, th this is how I think things should be. <laughs> and since I have the money to make a Batman movie, right. I'm gonna th tell you, that's when I'll you. talk about well, it. Well, you've also got 22 pages versus two hours. You well, know, sure. There's there's the economy of how you can tell a story, whether right. it's the genre, whether it's a superhero film or not. <clears throat> excuse me. You just the economy and how you can tell a story is totally different. And right. that's why you don't see it in the comic books. But that's I think why it's, but that's I think why the it's not first there. movie but, was yeah, I can't great talk to you about this. Uh, I think the first movie did Here's what comic quick, books are supposed to do. Since we're talking about Batman Begins, <clears throat> I just saw this ad for the film on ABC Family, the commercial to, for Batman Begins. Yeah. They don't look like they understand that movie at all. It was cut to be – it's like when you see these funny things online where they re-edit the trailer for The Shining and it's a romantic comedy. Right, right. They made ABC Family has this ad going on this thirty second spot for Batman Begins where it looks like it's a family friendly happy film. Right. Where they've taken all five shots of Christian Bale potentially smiling. Maybe it is. And slowed it by down. the time they get right. done. With I don't it. know. I just think it's really funny. But anyway. Uh, all right. Anyway, so yeah, Iron, Iron Man, Man 3. three. And then the week after that is the Great Gatsby. Yeah, that'll be a fun. And that to is sit next to you. That is clearly the huge thing. And uh, you know, the more I see of that movie, the more scared I am. Look, especially because you know, it's funny because I will uh, I'll throw out a uh, a quick. <laughs> oh God, uh, I'll throw out a quick like, you know, ad for right. CinemaBlend.com yeah. because um, who I used to write for them for like a 
very brief span of time. But uh, I wrote for them, and I really like them. And Josh Tyler, who's the uh, owner, main guru. Um, I really like the site. And anyway, they had a thing that I saw where – you know, their Facebook post of this, like, story they wrote. So there's a story about um, how, you know, Baz Luhrmann changed The Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, they had an article and it said something about how he has changed it or whatever. Right. And their little Facebook, like, link to their article and, you know, then you, you then you give your little your little post about your post that right. you're posting whatever on right. Facebook. And it said like, so the title says Baz Luhrmann changes the great Gatsby or whatever. And then the little post thing says, but don't worry. I think it's probably for the better. And I just said, okay, so your story that you're selling me on right now is that Baz Luhrmann changed the great Gatsby right. and made it better. Right. And like, I'm, instantly done with you right. as a person. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. what can that you possibly it. be talking about? You should you should disclose at this moment that, in all fairness, that The Great Gatsby is your all-time favorite book. Yeah. And, that of, course, and that, of course, no matter what, that is going to be a problem to see the translation that Baz Luhrmann has. Right. And I should, so, I mean, you know, I should say, too, because you're not coming at it like, I just hate Leonardo DiCaprio. You do. Right. But you know, you know, but you're literally seeing the guy you don't like the most as an actor, right? In the book that is your favorite of all time, right? By the guy who apparently wrote it better than F. Scott Fitzgerald, right? I'm, I'm, right. I'm anxiously awaiting sitting next to you for and, every sigh and throwing of drinks and popcorn. And this is going to be a great week. So the thing is, um, you know, The Great Gatsby is my favorite book, but then I have to also qualify that because you know I don't do lists. And I don't, I don't, You've I don't said do this favorite books. You said I don't right? have lists, but this is still my favorite. Right. I, I don't do lists, and, and I, I get it. I don't you do know? what's my favorite book or whatever. You know, it's funny. Like, uh, you know how someone asks you what your favorite book is, and mm-hmm. you suddenly forget every book you ever read in your <laughs> right. whole you're life. Like the and, Bible. And you're like, I never <laughs> right. book. What right. book? Yeah. Um, but The Great Gatsby is a book, and I would kind of put it, you know. Whether it's the greatest book of all time, you know, that's, it is for you. That's that, cool. That's a strange thing, but it what it what it really is, and it's not like um, it, it's obviously up there with like Ulysses right. as uh, hey, it doesn't have to be a huge on the tone. list of everyone's you know right. greatest book of whatever. But the book for me was just I kind of put it equal with Frank Herbert's Dune. Yeah. Not okay. that I'm going to go into like a literary club and say these are equally good books or whatever, but what they are is that when I first read them, okay, yeah, I was at the right place right. to read those books and be blown away by yeah. them and just think that they were completely amazing. Sure. And that is well, they are. I mean, that's but... not like an objective reaction to them or whatever. You know, it's not like. Right. They were the next book that came across my desk as I'm a right. you know book reviewer reading thousands of books or whatever. Right. They're just like very personal to me. But the thing that really makes me crazy about The Great Gatsby, and I'm sure by the time we, we see the film there will be many things, mm-hmm. is that whether I like Leonardo DiCaprio or not, right. there are there are movies that I've seen him in where uh, I may not think that he's a great actor – and I, I think that he is overrated as an actor. I don't think he's as good as people say he is, mm-hmm. whatever movie he's in. But he's in stuff where he's clearly a good actor. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's as great as everyone else. He was in Django Unchained. I thought he was really good at that role, right? <laughs> yeah. And I have seen him in plenty of stuff where I think that he's really good and right. he kind of, you know, he fits that role. It makes sense to have him in there. Right. Sometimes a lot of the problem I find with a lot of actors is that eventually you get big enough where people just want you in the movie, right. whether it absolutely makes sense for you to be in that movie or not. You're just a big name, and it's it's like, are we finding the very best person to play this role? Yeah. Or do we want Tom Cruise in our movie, right. or you know whoever it might be, right? And for me, Leonardo DiCaprio just cannot be Gatsby. Who could be Gatsby? <laughs> I don't. We know. had this discussion once. I know, right? Did. And I understand. Yeah, I get it intellectually across the board. I don't know if Leo's production company got the rights to this a long time ago, or you know, I don't know what the story is behind him being in it. It's probably because he's Leo, right? But 
if you're my feeling is if you're going to come out and say this is the wrong choice, you have got to immediately end your sentence and fill it with the right choice. Now it doesn't have to be right for everybody, but for you, well, I deny your hypothetical. I understand you do, but I'm <laughs> I, just saying I don't I, believe that know, I have to do that. I think that you do, and I implore everyone who has an email account to send you a message saying. Come up with someone. I, if you I can't, if you can't fix the problem, people, and if you can't fix the problem, you've got only a certain amount of leeway to bitch about it. That's that's the way I feel. Well, I don't think that's true when it comes to casting the movie. Oh, of it's, it is. it's not my job to cast the movie. I could see somebody no, in a role and say, "Wow, they do not fit what your, that role should be." That's I agree. Mean I have to come up with someone. You know who could have. Played. And see, the other thing is, I have to pick somebody right now, and I'm not going to be able to think of everybody. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm saying you think about it right now. But you know, who could have been Gap Gatsby oh. is like Harrison Ford, like maybe 15 years ago, or even 20 years ago. I, I love, guess he's he's yeah, no, I know he's actually mean. really he's old, but. Old. But back in in his career, there, I'm thinking of like roles that he played, and like yeah, he, no, I get he it. has kind of a there's a different kind of like there's a whole demeanor present there to him yeah. you know then the playful way to end this is to say yes you do not cast movies you just cast stones at movies because right. that's what you're more comfortable doing but exactly i gotta tell you if you know it is the big film of that week in the second week of of may and if there was anything else there i don't know it would have to be amazing you know, it would have to be huge for us. It would have to be like right. Iron Man versus Gatsby. And then I think you would just go to Iron Man because you don't want to see Gatsby. But the only other thing that's well, out. Well, no, I do want to see Gatsby. Oh, I don't want to see Gatsby. I, I still, you're, I still you're wanna, ahead of me on that. Then. I still want to see. I think it's going to be a mess. I still want to see what. You yeah. know, once something is your favorite book, they make a movie of it. You've you're not going to go, well, I think it's going to be bad, so I'm not going to go. No, I mean, on a point of principle, I've and, gone. And, yeah. and I don't know that it's going to be bad. The thing is, like, going back to, like, uh, Baz Luhrmann even mm. being in charge of it, and we didn't really even get very far. We didn't get to like Star Trek or anything. No, but, I know. Um, but we babbled. But the thing is that <laughs> you know Baz Luhrmann, I don't hate in general, and like Moulin Rouge, likes that movie. Yeah. But most of the other stuff he does, I don't like. I, I don't like. I don't like. I've never I, been I think, a Baz Luhrmann fan. I think that he, um, whatever it is that he does, basically, right? Right. I think works in Moulin Rouge and ends up with a really good movie. Right. That doesn't mean that that's what you do to every exactly. movie. Exactly. <laughs> right? If somebody else had made the movie, I would say for Moulin Rouge, what you should do is still this. Right. And and yet he's like the M. Just because just because of, you make another movie, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like if uh, you know if if. M. <laughs> if if he had made, you know, it's like every movie he makes has to have some crazy twist. Right. And every Baz Luhrmann movie has to look like this and kind every of be one. what story we're telling or why we're telling it. Right. It all has to have the same thing. Actually, we're totally going to run out of time now. I told you. But we don't really have to wrap up or whatever. So it's not like we have to give our star ratings. But um, I, I think the live show is going to end like right now. So yeah. thank you very much for tuning Thanks. in. If you're if you're not live, um, I do just want to run through real quick. Coming after coming out after that. Oh wait, one second. If you because we're because we are going over because Boz Lerman has made The Great Gatsby better. Would you immediately take stars off your review if he renamed it The Amazing Gatsby? <laughs> because he's clearly written it better. Like he's right. he's one upped F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah. And, and would you immediately go into that and be like, This is at zero stars and I want to see if it can climb its way up? I think I might do that. Can you imagine the hubris if you were just like, Yeah, this is the amazing Gatsby. Right. This is better. Uh, yeah. That would be a lot of anyway. All right. So anyway, <clears throat> the week after that. So then there's uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, which clearly we're going to see. Coming yeah. out that same week is uh, Francis Ha, mm -hmm. which we have heard uh, very cool things about. I'm really interested to see that. Yeah. Um, and Star Trek I'm still nervous about. And I know you were not a huge fan of the first Star Trek movie. Yeah. I liked the first one, like, kind of okay. It was it, – it did not – get to the level of really irritating me, right. but a lot of it was goofy. Right. Uh, I liked I liked all the characters and all the cast except for, you know, Christopher Pike. 
he's he's he is absolutely miscast as or or excuse me J.J. Abrams is guiding Christopher Pike in a direction that is the, the character he's the supposed to play. Direction. He's right. not supposed to be a frat boy Kirk. Kirk wasn't like that. See, here's the thing. And that, I'm not even a huge Trek fan, and I know that. Here's, like, here's the, the thing. thing that I think, though. What I think J.J. Abrams is wants to do, okay? Is ruin everything? Yes, but um, specifically in yeah. this case, I think what he wants to do is I think he wants to take a Kirk that does not seem like he turned into Kirk mm-hmm. and convince you that he turned into Kirk over the course of That's, two or three or something movies. I, I respect that, and that is ambitious. And the problem with that is if he if he cannot do that over the course of a few movies, and I'm not the only person who didn't like Christopher Pike. As, right, you right. Know, actually, if Christopher Pike was still Kirk, he just wasn't the frat boy Kirk. Right. It would be, I don't have a problem with Pike in it. Like, I mean, I'm not railing on you more about Leonardo DiCaprio, like being in there anyway, but if he was just playing him different than what he is, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. But if he does that attempt, if JJ Abrams attempts that and over the course of these films fails, then he has tampered all of the films because he couldn't do what he wanted to do. Right. Cause he didn't, he didn't get there in the end, but also that, you know, plenty of other goofy things about that movie. Oh, Um, so on the one hand, I'm kind of nervous going in. I'm very curious about it. On though. the other hand, right? Yeah. I'm I'm very curious, and I'm a, I'm a big Star Trek fan, and, yeah. and I obviously you don't need me to sure. convince you now that I'm a sci-fi Star Trek fan. I mean, that's <laughs> right. like a no-brainer. But right. I really like the original show, and there are moments that I I actually liked in the in the first one here. Yeah, I've heard that this one is a lot better. I have too. I have heard some early people buzz about say. Yeah. I've heard people say that if you had these problems with the first one, you know, leave them aside when you go into the second one sure. because it's better anyway. Sure. And uh, after that, we've got Fast and Furious Six. Uh, the same week that's as a, that's a hard week. Like strangely the, enough, the, there's a the bunch same of same week as Hangover Part Three and Epic. And Before Midnight. That is a crazy week. Before Midnight is a very interesting movie to me because it's the most right. unlikely trilogy of films. And not a lot of people have seen them. But if you haven't seen Before Sunrise... I know a lot of people who they still haven't awesome. seen the second one. Yeah. The second one is incredibly interesting for one depressing thing. But go ahead. Well, it's a, it's actually... The thing about the second one, it's it's funny because this movie, um, is like the first one, I mm-hmm. mean, the... the it is such a strange movie that people are like in love with it, right? Yeah. It's awesome movie. And when it came out, I know a lot of people who have not seen the second one basically because they go, I'm not going to see Baz Luhrmann make The Great Gatsby. Like they go, I'm just right. not going to see it. Right. I'm too scared that and, it's going to ruin everything for me and it will take something yeah. away from my love for the first one. Like, yep. That's how much people love yeah. the first movie. Yeah. And I wish that I could convince them that they don't have to be scared. Right. I don't think that it's as good as the first movie. By no means is it. But really. it is really good. And it's and amazing for the characters and what happens to them. Like, this is an amazingly interesting, fascinating story for me. Right. Like, really, these two characters are this and, amazing and where love story. where are they going to end up now in later, the third one? Right. Years later, when they had this agreement and they didn't follow through and then they happened to get together anyway and they work it out. It's not always happy, you know, endings. Right. I'm not saying it's a bad ending or a depressing ending. It's just, it's a real life movie. Like, right. this is what happens to people. Yeah. And then this third one is interesting. Now they're, well, it doesn't give anything away. You'll see it in the, you know, the preview. They're married. They've got kids. And they're trying to keep their marriage alive and working based on what happened that was so good in the first movie, which is them walking and talking and being with each other. Right. And that sounds boring as hell, except I know except the story of all awesome. these things, and right. it's going to be awesome. Right. And But, but I mean, what imagine, hard imagine that actually, week. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, right. we may have to see – I mean, I don't know if you're up for it. We may have to see a couple of films that week yeah. because I you know, I, I think, think a lot of people are expecting – Because it, it's weird, too, that like we're talking about all this uh, strangeness going on with the weeks, and you end up with Fast and Furious 6 and The Hangover Part 3 on the I same know. week because you'd think someone would blink. <laughs> you think right. you literally think one of those two people right. would go, it, it, okay, yep. let's move it. Away. Right. No, nope. uh, move it a week somewhere because 
they are clearly very similar target audience, right? And, You're yeah. after the same people, yeah. and, and people, with the big movies. It, right? and yeah, and that's going to be the hard thing. I'm talking about seeing a couple films, but I think if we had to list them in order of what we we do, what we want here, right. you know. But if in, if we follow the shows like sort of dogma of what are the people going to see this week? It's still going to be Fast and the Furious and the Hangover are going to be the first two. Right. It's not like I'm angling for us to see Epic or, you but know. But Epic is going to be big, too, be because big too. that's. And that could have a sneaky week coming in because, because everyone's splitting the that's, vote. That's all alone. Yeah. And what it is, is it's, if you can look at, you know, we've gone through several weeks. Yeah. It's going to be since the crudes. Mm-hmm. You know, since there's been right. something to take your kids to right. or whatever, so everyone's going to be going to that. And then before midnight is going to have its yeah. own huge little following that is probably not going to affect who goes to Fast and no, Furious Six or the Hangover. The anyway, we're the only overlying. But still, part. there's going to be a lot of right. there's going to be a lot of people hitting that. Yep. And you know, Hangover Three. I'm telling you. I don't know if I'm interested anymore. I am absolutely <laughs> not, but I'm curious about it. Like, what can they do that I, they haven't done already? I liked the first one just I, fine. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't love it. There were parts watching that that me and my wife were wa- laughing out loud. Right. And then the second one, I was just like, you know, most of the time I was watching the second one, I was like, I cannot believe the same people made this movie. Right. Because it's it's almost right. it's almost like they didn't get the first movie, yeah. and yet now they're trying to make the sequel. But it turns out it is just the same people who made it. <laughs> right. How did that yeah. happen? Right. I don't know. I I didn't get a lot from the second one, and then the week after that, uh, now you see me. I'm and, and I'm really, really interested. interested to see. That I one think too. that looks really good, really fun, and. And it has it, all the right people it in it, all the I right think, people for what it, it's doing. It looks to me kind of like a more accelerated summer version of, like, The Prestige. Right. Like, it just looks like it's going to be crazy. I don't know where it's going. Show me. Right. Like, I'm right. just going to sit and you do what you got to do. Right. And that's that's the thing, too. Like, you know, we were talking – we threw that out with mud a long time yeah. ago. You know, it's like there – eventually you get to the point where you see every movie that comes out. And a movie comes out where you, where you can't – draw the outline the instant you see the trailer for right. like the whole movie and you're like, well, I'm interested in that. Yeah. I mean, right. that's all, that's Just like all it takes. It, right. It's kind of like when the prestige came out, since you mentioned, you know, the prestige, that was the best thing about watching that movie for me. And, and I love that movie anyway. And it, yeah. it, it was, uh, I think a really strong movie and Christian Bale was great in mm-hmm. it. And especially for like all the things that he had to do yeah. and, and do well and that's a movie, too, where for me, when I'm talking about Christian Bale being in that movie, when I can watch that movie for the second time mm-hmm. and then really and appreciate no, right. what he did make in that movie. Yeah. And then you start going through it and you're like, but really, I don't know what turn we're going to make. I, right. don't, I don't know where the yeah. where we're going to you know expand or how this you know goes on. And that now you see me it seems just like that like right you watch the trailer you've got the general idea down yeah. Yeah. right but how are they gonna do it and and what really is going on you still don't know right you still don't know what no, the you, story no, is no if you ask me i'd be like it, um, it's not like you see the trailer for a romantic comedy like right. we were talking about and you right. just go well there's this and this and and it just looks really cool and like i said it has all for me anyway it has all the right people in it that i want to watch be in this movie right so right so there's that. I think that's like the end of May. That's so the end of May. That we takes should, us far enough yeah. into this. Yeah. But hopefully we've given you some idea of right. what what you should be seeing for the next couple months. And uh, tune in next week. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Tune in next week. We will be covering Oblivion. Right. And if you are still with us and uh, hanging out, I'm just going to say that I have to direct you back to com once again because we have a contest going on where you could win every movie we review this year. And now we're cheating because we reviewed nothing this week. So we're taking one <laughs> off the list. But some That's weeks okay. we do too. Right. So right. it all, it all balances out. out. But uh, head over to com, and what you need to do is rate us and leave a review on iTunes. And really that's all you have to that's do. It. Uh, it doesn't doesn't have to be a five star review. Doesn't have to be right. you know whatever. But leave us a review and then uh, head over to areyouscreening dot com and you can uh, easily find you know the technical side of what you have to do to let us know who you are and stuff like that. But we are giving away every movie we review 
and I'd really like to actually do that. Yep. So right. <laughs> there, there is a limit. We have to get enough reviews or we're not going to give it away. Right. But get on board with that, and and uh, ultimately you actually have a really good chance. Take, yeah. You take a couple right. of minutes to to do that and give us a review. Let <laughs> us know what you think. And, you know, another thing is just, just because we'd like to have the feedback right. and, and yeah. know what people are thinking about us. Right. So um, just once again, thanks for tuning in, and we yeah. will be back next week with Oblivion. Thanks. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.